Heaven Hi. Hello. Surprised you there, didn't I? Oh, Nick, it's lovely of you to join me on my bed. I am on your my bed. My queen <laughs> size bed. I'm on your queen size bed. Queen size. And while your wife's away trying to read a book about love, while she, she finds it so difficult to get any from you. That's right. And while the please book, please <laughs> love me book. While the cat, while the cat stroke wife's away. Oh, I was from Yorkshire today, by the way. That's All right, the, the the mice stroke podcast co-creator, come and play the mu murine. <laughs> Play uh, the the murine creatures come to play. That's right. It's just murine. A fact. This is Rum Doings episode at sea. Rum Doings at sea. We're on another boat trip, and this is episode one hundred and sixty. We think Fast. it's sixty-five. Insert number here. <laughs> I think it's one hundred sixty-five. So, how are you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? How's life treating you? This is the third day at sea. Um, Three days without recording. Yes, we're it's third day at sea, and then tomorrow we arrive at an island. We don't know which island. Don't know which one. No, but we'll arrive there. How it's very you... important to the this boat that no information be passed on at any point to anyone. No. It's absolutely essential that everything is as ambiguous from which deck you're on. Yes. To where you're going, mm. to what a particular piece of paper gives you access to, yeah. the website for the company. <laughs> absolutely everything is designed to prevent the part. Passing on of information. Well, that's what happens when you go on the spy ship cruise line. When you go on uh, HMS Sinks a lot. Yes. So I'd like to welcome everybody aboard. Um, I'm your cruise director, yeah. Kelvin Joy. Oh, you're reading from the Pitter Patter. Yeah. I think. Shall I read what Kelvin has to say? Yeah. Kelvin says that he says I I like to think I've got one of the greatest jobs on board, Emerald Princess. Fun is my personal responsibility. And helping you have more of it is what I do all day. <laughs> oh, God. As we enjoy our, rejuven, our, re, our rejuvenating day at sea, I urge you to take some time out on deck, inhale the fresh ocean air, and allow the calming waves to lull you into a false sense of security. <laughs> that it? joke is copyright Laura Walker, 2014. Is it? When I was reading this in that exact voice to her last night, I said to lull you into, and she added a false sense of security. Yeah. She, she, she's got. By the way, this. Um, also, look what it did to my thumb. It, it, it made your thumb blue. This man has a little, tiny, little triangle goatee. It's, I'd like to tell you about him. He was born in London, England, uh, Britain, Earth, space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelvin Joy began his entertainment career at just seventeen, working in holiday resorts amongst. Such musicians as the Four Tops, Chuck Berry, and Johnny Cash. Yeah, I love sure. that peculiar. He worked at uh, Butlins when they came to sing. Amongst, he made his way up the gangway of Sun Princess in 1998, and has since sailed on several princess ships from Australia to Alaska. During vacations, Kelvin spends a lot of time catching up with his twin brother. Though he also enjoys holidaying in Spain and keeping an eye on his favourite soccer team, Manchester United. That must mean he's a gay, a homosexual. Gentleman. Well, the fact that he doesn't have any children that proves he's a gay. That does, or he's a fly-by-night flippity gibbet, a lady in every port. Indeed, yeah. a port in every lady. <laughs> Oh dear, what's the topic today? What did the man say over the tannoy today? I know, at the end of the 
Because we like to do the... There's a pub quiz style thing of a morning. And just before it is the Zumba class. Yeah. Led by Earth's biggest douchebag. <laughs> in his special hat. And he said something about... Remember, expertise is in your heart, but your heart is not in your expertise. No, it, or... was, it wasn't properly balanced. That was a pub. Oh, I did a good one by mistake. It's, it, <laughs> it's, it's always strive for... Perfection, but never perfect. You're a strive. No, it was never perfect. Never perfect. Yes, it was, it was something like that. <laughs> I it, couldn't remember what it, it was. It just wobbled off and fell into the sea. He was brilliant. Yeah. Now, what did you miss this morning? This morning you missed the port lecture at sea. The, to- <laughs> the topic today is... Functual. The topic That's today... Oh, sorry, the topic. The topic today is, why can't kings just reign until they die, for goodness sake? Oh, honestly, kings this day and age... Mm. Uh, what do we miss? What time is it now? It's 2.42. Yeah. 14.42. What's happening in the world at 14.42? Um, 14.42. Um, that was when Columbus sailed the ocean orange. Yes. Um, what are we missing right now? Right now we're missing 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> a cheerful cruise movie. <laughs> matinee movie. The matinee <laughs> movie. Oh dear, look, the matinee movie's on its 12 Years a Slave. Hmm. And we're, oh man, we're missing the very complimentary seminar for natural relief from arthritis and back pain. How do they spell that? Complimentary. Oh, on okay. every piece of paper, every sign, every poster, everywhere they misspell complimentary. It's amazing. Learn how acupuncture can reduce pain and increase range of motion. Hmm. But later on today, there's a better complimentary seminar. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, there's also cellulite reduction and firming and toning and detoxifying treatment with ionithermy or something. Yeah, detox. That's terrifying. But uh, there's a very complimentary seminar at 3.30, a life-changing introduction. Acupuncture has been proven yeah. successful for treating over 300 different conditions. Proven? Proven. Just a fact now. What time is that? Even though sticking needles into your body doesn't do anything, it's proven that it does. It does. Nice. Those nice people from Nice proved that it did. That's it. That's at three thirty. So you've got uh, just okay. Under an hour we're before, definitely attending before that before you go along. To the what do you think we're going to do there, there, listener? Um, and then at three forty-five, common interest at sea for first responders. Okay. The fire, police, and paramedics can get together. But at four o'clock, I actually want to know what this is. Golf chipping into the pool. By the pool, do they mean the sea? Is it hitting golf clubs off the roof of the ship on into the sea? <laughs> or, yeah. Hitting golf balls, golf clubs too. Try Just throwing golf equipment in the well, sea. Well, you try, you try and hit an hour. You try and hit the head of a dolphin. That's we saw a dolphins. We didn't see a dolphin. We saw a dolphins. That's what I'm saying. How many did Laura see? Laura has claims through her lying Kidderminster teeth <clears> that <throat> she's seen ten. She I've, has. I've only seen six. Six dolphins or two goes. I saw. A dolphin leap out of the water to a full dive and then dive back in again. I saw that. And they dive under, they like diving under the ship. In they front do, of and they go, <laughs> in the propellers. Yeah, but they, they do enjoy the wake as well, so I suggest we look at the Dolphins wake. Dolphins are really quite ghoulish that way, aren't they? They love going to a wake, <laughs> going around, nicking all the finger food. Uh, Dolphins uh, are awful people. Talking about awful people... Um, <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Have you the, the the problem with this particular boat trip is it's primarily what nation would you say? Um, Gittish, <laughs> the Gittish Isles of Great <laughs> Gitten. And would you say that having a boat full of primarily Brits makes a difference to the ethos of the? <laughs> I would say it makes me want to die. 
in my heart and in my soul. That's what I would say. It's made me quite racist. I'm, I'm so racist against red-necked pink Brits so much now that you, I would put them in a camp and cast them to death. If you're in your 50s or upward and you're a lady, yeah. please stop getting uh, a Stanley Baldwin haircut. <laughs> yeah, Just what's wrong idea. with all of you? Every single, every single woman on this boat's got the same haircut. Yeah. Like they were stamped out the same broken, flabby mould. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's just yeah. awful. Every time I see a woman who doesn't look like that, I just want to hug her. Yes, or, or more. <laughs> I mean, there was that lady at Zumba you quite liked. No, I don't mean like a pretty lady like that. I just mean a, just yeah, a regular just... lady, that's a nice 50-something lady who hasn't got the same statutory haircut. No, but that was what was quite nice, um, seeing some of the people, the, the, last night was dress-up night, and actually seeing some ladies there, and even gentlemen, who actually tried... And weren't just kind of in the same identical haircut and. I wore my sparkly sequin dress, didn't I? Well, Judith Judith asked you to. I think you should have, and you should have said there's a national dress if they would have come. I wish I had a sparkly sequin dress I could have worn. There's been a change in ship culture. It used to used to announce on the program. Friends of Dorothy get together for, oh, yes. for when gays and lesbians were to get together. Now at five, pub. I think it's five thirty every day. It's the LGBT get together. Where is that? Uh, the Weird House Bar. Shall we go there? I don't think so, because you are neither LGB or T. No, but what if we say, great fans, we support you, and you can say, <laughs> you can say, my, my, my horse has got room for another one when I'm, <laughs> when I'm defending you, and you can I'll, get out your big pipe and say, I'll defend you I'll as gallantly well. gallantly riding on my steed. <laughs> yes, don't over. worry, gays, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Everything's okay now. Everything's okay. And your horse, will, your horse will sort of knock them off their stool. And they'll all <laughs> swoon and applaud. Oh, it's our hero! It's the only what? games journalist in the world! What did the man call What did the man call I keep forgetting, it's Why like a phrase that doesn't work. Because I keep forgetting it. It's a... Um, the man in your blog said man child. no but that's the point it's got to be the elegance oh, of the phrase and it's not I can't check it because the cost of internet is 8 million pounds <laughs> a second a second yeah it's awful Podgy also, man uh, you had to explain who friends of Dr. Bob and Bill W are yeah friends of Dr. Bob and Bill one. W they're the founders of the Alcoholics Anonymous if you see that ever on a programme it means should we go there it does make me worry for someone who's in AA doesn't know that but should we go so there yeah, let's go along and point it. But, but I'm neither. <laughs> but I'm neither alcoholic nor anonymous. That's true. I've heard of you. Yeah. So tonight, are you going to go to the ten forty-five, the eighteen to twenty-year-olds meet and greet? Yeah. I think that's just ten forty-five. So I just assume that's so people of a legal age can get together and have sexual intercourse. Yes. Yes. Why not? I assume so. Oh look, Saving Mr. Banks is on this evening. Kermode liked that film. Did you like it? If Kermode liked it, I imagine it's a giant turd dripping down your eyeballs. <laughs> You're very unfair about He's Mark. The Kermode. worst human ever to have lived, and I say that with great aforethought. <laughs> there was a Mark Kermode is worse than Hitler, Mussolini, ah, but... and. Cheryl Hines combined. Careful, there was a lady. <laughs> so I asked my brain for a random name <laughs> of no particular relationship to badness, and it came up with Cheryl Hines, poor lady. Oh dear. Well, talking about ladies, there was a lady comedian last night. Joe Ladyface. Joe Ladyface. Did you go and see her? I did not go to see Joe Ladyface. What if she was very good? But that would be sa- it would be sad, but she's performing a number of times over the week, okay. and a half. And so. what about comedy vocalist Gary T. Thompson who has a unique style of comedy vocal impressions. Now when this is comedy vocal impressions is that distinguished from from mime impressions? He's going to get up on stage and mime Joe Pasquale and then he's going to mime Frank Spencer. But you... uh, 
Has there, or is it singing? Does it mean singing impressions? Because in which case, there's nothing worse on earth uh, than someone going, "Hey, uh, now a little bit of Frank Sinatra." It's not unusual to be loved by the <laughs> diamonds are forever. <laughs> exactly. You sound vaguely similar to another thing. <laughs> Master Claude at this point. So you missed the beginning of the world's most passive-aggressive magician. We need to talk about the world's most passive-aggressive magician. You have to give the context. It's quite a big theatre. I mean, it's a big theatre that they I lent across to Lord. Last night we saw yeah. the the worst of Tim Curry. What was his name? I've forgotten his name. The man, the singing, songwriting man. What? What's his name? Cole Porter. Cole Porter, you idiot. We saw the worst of Cole Porter. It wasn't the worst of Cole Porter. It's wonderful music. No, it was fine. It was good. Uh, we saw it was that. actually because you were being unfair. Yeah, I, it was very good. I would agree that tap dancing tap was dancing elephant was time. But everything else was very good. Yeah. And um, it was on a huge, uh, this two curling up stairs, yeah. set staircases going up to this giant balcony. Yes. And it's a beautiful set on the theatre stage. And midway through, I lent across to Laura and went, on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing more surreal when you're in a, a huge theatre uh, with, with a stage that's bigger than, genuinely bigger than the last stage I saw at the West End. You think, hold on, we're on the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, something's wrong here. Anyway, I, I did notice at one point one of the doors on the balcony section was swinging open yes. as the spoke rocked back and forth. Yes, which I is like a, that. A, a, an alien experience. Yes. Did I press stop when I switched the mouse? No, oh, sadly anyway. not. That's good. Wish you would. So, anyway, so we went to see this guy in, in the. In this the was the day before. Yes, and uh, he came out and he had a thing where he held a he had a bird cage in his hands little bl- and it had a pretend bird inside what? and then he just went like this and it disappeared it was a very he went like what gimmick trick he just moved his hands oh, that's and it disappeared and they don't know how he did it, it but victoria says that she has she's heard of this man before so it's not like he's utterly unheard of she definitely heard of him amongst us like magician. every other american magician he claims yeah. to have designed tricks for david copperfield yeah but then bearing in mind he got up on stage and did the my first magic set tricks. <laughs> but um, you said, because okay, so bird, the bird, I, I wasn't there for that the one. Bird cage, it, I don't bird. Know how, sorry, I don't know how he did it. I touched Nick, it was awful. I don't know how. I'm going um, to touch you Nick now. kissed my elbow, it was my favourite bit. Um, I, kissed, I kissed it better. He kissed it better. So the cage is spin, it was a gimmick cage, whatever, it was very nicely done. And then the audience was like, oh, right, okay, well. And then he got really, really <laughs> angry that we weren't all standing on our feet screaming. And we said, and he was like, uh, excuse me, traditionally, when a magician does a trick, you respond with applause. <laughs> and it's like telling people what to do. And then the guy who was doing the spotlight didn't put the spot on him. And he was like, uh, excuse me, spotlight, please. Like that. A spot. And it finally came on. And then his mic stopped working at one point, And he got really, really angry about that. And then he came out into the audience to me. And he said, because he was, oh, then he complained that people weren't sitting in the front rows. He said, everyone's sitting back there. And traditionally, when you see magic, you want to sit near the front so you can see. Mm. He said, it was an American accent. He went up into the audience to explain that he wasn't a pickpocket and then shook hands with a couple of people. And I can only assume entirely failed to pickpocket them. Because then when <laughs> he went back to the stage, never went back to that, never referred to that again. <laughs> oh, right, so it was supposed to be a... It was just a comp- I assume it was a sell-up to something and it just never and went then, anywhere. It never worked. And he, so he told us off. He kept telling us off to the point where Laura wanted to leave. And I was like, no, this is so <laughs> brilliant. It was. He's so angry. And then he just did a bunch of other people's tricks. He did a torn and restored newspaper, which is... <laughs> Just literally in my first magic book. He did some very nice basic palming and stuff with coins and cards. And, and then he did the, <laughs> did the the floaty ball trick. I like the floaty ball. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Judy loved it. Judith was sitting sure. on my lap and she was uh, go, uh, going beside herself with the amazingness <laughs> of it all. You didn't, you didn't lean across and go, it's on a wire on his finger. <laughs> no. Look how you can't see the top end of his middle finger on his left hand. I'm not a monster. I did that to Laura. 
look at his middle finger. And his, now look at his index oh, finger. Oh, you are a hand. monster. Poor Laura. Although, actually, I mean, I think in some ways Laura knows a lot less than Judith. Like when I heard, <laughs> like when I heard the other day that has she... Has Judith seen Alien? That she hadn't seen... I'm sure Judith has seen... Everybody has. Laura's not seen Alien. Yeah. How the hell does that happen? You've got such a lot of work to do. I because know, I'm trying my best. Yes, see, Alien, she hasn't heard Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, you had an interesting point. You said if you, if you haven't been brought up... With li- radio. With radio, speech radio, speech radio yeah. and actually sitting down and listening to it and being engaged by it, it's difficult to attain later on without being self-conscious about it. And so I wondered, would she be able to listen to the Hitchhiker's Guide or, or Cabin Pressure or anything like that? I think she'd enjoy Cabin Pressure. I don't think she'd enjoy Hitchhikers very much. Yeah, but it's one of those seminal things you just have to have, isn't it? Eh, I don't know. Or do you think it's just not really weathered well? The, the original radio series, I think, is very good. I like it. Yeah, I mean, it was... I don't know. Should, should I talk about when I interviewed Douglas Adams again? Yeah, go on. I interviewed Douglas Adams. When? I was at university... And um, I was the comedy editor of the student newspaper. Yes, we know and, that. Uh, you interviewed he, everybody, it seems. Ju- I did, and he just released Starship Titanic. It just came out for PC. Worst game ever. Yeah. One of the most dreadful games ever made. It was such but a disappointment. I barely spoke to him about that, and we just chatted on the, on, over the telephone, and it was great. Was he friendly? He was, enor- he was enormously friendly in a way that I couldn't begin to believe could happen. And he was even willing to allow me to talk to him about Hitchhikers and writing it and recording it. And he was telling me, you know, it's, it's stuff that he's obviously told many people many times before, but he was willing to... But he, he seemed to get really engaged in telling me about how he would sit in the toilets rewriting scripts during the recording and getting quite animated and telling me excitedly about how he'd do this and... And then, because uh, I was saying I just want to talk, because I think most people just want to talk about the stupid books, and I just want to talk about mm. the radio show. And then I asked him about Zafel Bledebrox's head and the TV show, and he was very gracious in answering that question for the eight trillionth time. Because yeah. bear in mind, I was, I was 20, yeah. uh, 19 years old. I, I, had, I wasn't aware these are the most obvious questions. But then yeah. I talked to him about Monty Python and stuff, and he was really fun talking about that. The other thing with Douglas Adams had mentioned, famously, he hated writing. He really yes. detested yes. writing, and he had terrible writer's block and so on. And... He got his characters into a position where it was almost impossible for them to survive. Um, and he, he then quite cleverly used that predicament as the basis of their survival, i.e. the infinite improbability mm-hmm. drive. It's utterly improbable that they survive, and I'm going to make that the reason that they survive. Yes. And I thought that was quite clever. And also the other one, who was in the bath? Was it Zani Whoop or whoever? The, uh, one of one of the, you know there he was uh, in the bath one one of the one of the leaders was in the bath in the ship waiting for to take all the management consultants to their planet that they never arrived at right. that thing and he spent the he'd spent several millennia in the bath and of course that was because he he did most of his thinking and writing in the bath as mm-hmm. well I asked him about baths I asked him about sharing a bath with Terry Jones oh did he share one they just for a photo shoot all oh, right uh, and he was about tremendous he was, he was just warm and friendly and funny and, and then he and died extremely sweet and he died about a year or two later so I, I think it was within the year and I felt extremely fortunate to do you know what I, I I've always thought this of course it's irrational but I always think this when somebody dies and it seems that it's unnecessary I think that's a bit clumsy and I think less of them <laughs> By the, oh, then, by yeah. I think, oh, come on, you, you, you should have tried harder. Don't be so clumsy. <laughs> we were still like, using, I, I see it as a pratfall. We were still using you. Come back. Well, I do. I can't say, oh, for goodness sake, don't be ridiculous. It's very clumsy of you to be dead. Judith's telling everybody how. She, she, she said the other day when Victoria wasn't around, she said, oh, has mummy died? I said, no, no, she hasn't. <laughs> has Gideon died? Her, her, her uncle, so and so, she's very much into... <laughs> into pondering that at the moment. 
Yeah. She, it sounds like she's hopeful. <laughs> yeah, she's just interested. Has my poison worked? <laughs> yes, exactly. She's been very good this week. Yeah, she has been. She's had several tantrumits, but... Uh, well, that's because she's four. Yeah, they've been relatively entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> she had one in the swimming pool this morning. The adults-only swimming pool, which she only realised afterwards. <laughs> oh, believe. Yeah. She wanted to get in the pool, and then, of course, she decided that she didn't want to get in the pool, but then she didn't want to get out the pool, and she was a bundle of contradictions as only a... Um, Human. A, a toddler. Human, or, any or, other human, or everyone else on this boat. Or Nick Clegg can, can be. Let's hate, let's hate on the people on this boat some more. Okay, go on then. Oh, I hate them. Who's the worst person? Everyone else. Everyone. Ev- absolutely everyone else. This joint first worst. Even, even... Everyone ju- e- on the boat. E- e- apart e- from that not lovely, e- lovely Australian lady from uh, the quiz this morning. Oh, we won the quiz, of course. Oh, we, we won the quiz this morning, didn't we? We won, we won our, uh, the quiz. What did we win? I can't remember what they're called. Some like, sort of clip, that clip stuff the together. Clip, <laughs> yeah. And she kind of just says, I was hoping that you guys would win because the other guy always win and I was rooting for you. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We and are. there was also a mad New Zealander uh, a couple of days before. Not mad, just wryly problematic, but in a good way. I liked him. Two, two days ago. I and hope he comes was away. the nice Mexican lady. The Mexican... I don't understand her lingo! Which is what somebody literally said. Right? Literally the said, I don't understand her lingo! <laughs> no, your lingo. It was even worse yeah. shouted at her. don't understand your lingo! Of course, you could understand everything she said. And Perfectly she well. tried to say the word buccaneer. She said, oh, buccaneer. Buccaneer, which is buccaneer. infinity better than buccaneer. Which is probably closer to what it should be pronounced. Eh? Buccaneer, buccaneer. I said, no, it's buccaneer! What she said, what you say, Rains? Buccaneer? No, not Buccaneer. Buccaneer. Back, back off, Buccaneer. Don't you keep? It was essentially like, and just walk around. I keep <coughs> just getting stuck behind the people. Goose people are going. I've heard that noise in all bloody week. Anybody who's ever been on holiday Don't to America and you're oh. in a supermarket or something, and you're, oh. you're you are you are pleasedly other, and then uh-huh. you hear somebody. They don't do this crispy pancakes in this America, do they? Like, oh God! It's what do they call? What do they call Walker's crisps over here? It's horrible, but oh, it makes me die. It's like oh, I just want to, I just want to cut my Englishness out and <laughs> drop it on the floor. So racist, so oh. I'm a bit racist, a little bit prejudiced, a little bit prejudiced because they could be lovely people. They can't be lovely people because they're demonstrably awful. Like that guy who. Had all the tattoos and the Leeds United t-shirt and the redneck, and how was drinking beer at ten in the morning? Drink, I think, four hundred beers. He could have been lovely, John. Could have been just a, a delight. He might not have been a UKIP voter. <laughs> well, when I think of UKIP voter, that's who I think of. Really. That's because that's what they look like. Yes. Oh, they're just it's it's basically if you're going. Okay, my tip is if you're going on a cruise. Go on an American cruise leaving from America that is, doesn't have our Brits on board that you oh, no. snuck on. Or even somewhere else from Europe, because that, yeah. that filters out a lot of Brits, actually. Oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to oh, I have to go to foreign, to go to foreign. No. Well, the whole point is that you go from Southampton, you never have to set foot in the foreign if you don't want to. Oh, it's like I never got off the boat. Oh, bloody Spanish people everywhere. Make me sick. Yeah, that's, that's, that was the Monty Python lady voice, wasn't it? Well, they, have, they have that voice. The Monty, I believe that Terry Jones <laughs> travelled forward in time, went on this cruise. And was inspired by it. Who was the worst Monty Python? Eric Idle. Eric Idle. Who was no hesitation fine, at all. Second worst, John Cleese. Who was, the, who was the best? Graham Chapman. Easy. No competition. And who was the most disappointing? Uh, Eric Idle. I don't know if he was the most disappointing. I, I, well, I don't know. Mm. Eric Idle, if you're listening, you were rubbish. Yeah. I, I, John Cleese was, was distinctive. 
Yeah. I think you're uh, wrong about him. But they watched the final series and he wasn't on it. Barely loses anything for not having him. Was he on in the final series? No, Why he not? became too important. He did become very important, didn't he? And then he did the, the one thing that he did a few years ago which really um, made me opposed to him was he sued someone for criticising him or for writing a, a, a humorous article against his comedy saying he was... He'd become unfunny or something, and he sued right. them for, for libel or something like that. <laughs> I think he won, being, being Britain, in that Britain is... Right, can I please find out which of the two parties has more money? Ah, yes. <laughs> the gentleman with more money wins by default. And that's how British libel law works, and that's what happened in this... In oh, this my case. goodness, you're in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Your phone still goes off in the middle of wrong doings. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, look, just why are they calling look, look, what's you? What does it say? It says negative internet. <laughs> Work. Nobody's trying to call. Why me. are they calling you? You're on holiday. <laughs> I'm never on holiday, John. I'm, 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 I can never <laughs> escape. I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and people are <laughs> trying to grasp at me with their claws. Oh, please save me! I haven't noticed any of your um, of, of your uh, rock paper shotgun colleagues saying, "Please save me!" I, oh my God, they're trying again. I think you should answer on the podcast. Okay. Shall I? Yes. No, I shan't. I'll, I'll, they obviously I'll need you. It's obviously very important. I'll, they can't I'll, leave a I'll message. I'll later. Yes. I'll, I'll call later. <sighs> Two pounds, <clears throat> a, a thousand million pounds a minute. Well, you're on the middle Where's of Where's my phone? Your phone. I threw it out. Oh, okay. Over the board. Over, over the board. Over the hey, board. look, Nick. Yes. Have fun, mm-hmm. but don't go overboard. Chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> That's what the man, the deputy cruise director, says at the end of Zumba. We we love Zumba. <laughs> it's a, my, my favourite thing about watching the Zumba class. I hadn't known really what Zumba was. How before. I wank during <laughs> yes. it. That's my favourite. Yes. So my second favourite thing is the furiously serious faces of the, some of the middle-aged ladies joining in. Yeah, and it's great. Go you to go for it. It's great that they're doing a fitness yeah. class, but it's the look of. Yes. And then the poor husbands who've been dragged on, they kind of stand there rocking a little <laughs> bit from foot to foot, not quite lifting their legs and waving their arms around in time with some crazy beat in their own brain. Well that's what I love. Well the thing is I've never really understood what Zumba was before, and it seems to me that okay, it's uh It's just aerobics but a repeat da- a repeat after yeah. me dance class. But looking at the movements that they were making, you could just make it up as you went along for 20 well, minutes. I'm sure, just... I'm sure the instructors do make it up before they get up on stage and then just go and do it. Yes, yeah, so you could just make it up as you go along. And... It's just silly. It's just waving your arms around like a prat. I think so. And on the other hand, you, know, I, I, you must have some admiration for those people who actually at least do that rather than who are on a mobility scooter when they clearly don't need to be on one <laughs> and going to the lift and so on. I want a mobility scooter. Do you? Can yes. you imagine what you'd be like if... Imagine if, we're, if it were even more acceptable now than it is to go on a mobility scooter and you could just use one and nobody would look down on you. I think... I you, think would, you would just be... You would be a oh, big blob. My, my flag would drag along the, right, the ground either side <laughs> it would, of the scooter. It would tangle itself. <laughs> <in the middle. laughs> when I'd start rolling. <laughs> it would be like a... Um, you, maybe like a hovercraft. You have a bit of air blowing up. <laughs> Do you remember hovercrafts? Never heard of them. No, do you remember them? Yes, of course I remember. But what, they went out of fashion, didn't they? Well, the problem with them is that they don't get big enough. No, don't they? I hope you're replying, I hope you're replying to that saying, piss off, I'm on holiday. 
Don't start your own company. Be an employee. That's my recommendation to everybody. Be an employee. It beats being an owner at any stage. Unless you can be like John and when yeah. you can have slaves. <laughs> Hang John. on, you've got 30 slaves. I've only got four. Yeah, but your, your slaves just have to write things in magazines. That's true. Point. And then when our internets go wrong, it's you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the only substantive thing that could go wrong with you is still my problems. <laughs> But then we do pay you eight million pounds a week, so that's right, which is almost enough to get a minute's worth of internet on the show. That's, that's true. You yeah. should cash in some of our rock paper shotguns. Oh, I, I sent them a text back, John. That'll be your next month's bill. <laughs> <laughs> Pay for it. Oh. oh, it's time to stop. It's been half an hour, and it's Rom doings. Shots. Uh, Rom doings. It's not quite half an hour. Rom doings. Shots. It's weird. This laptop is starting to make sounds like. A hard drive spin occasionally. It was a bit. But it's all a bit hard drive because it's one yeah, millimeter thick. But a solid state, which makes me wonder why it's doing that. Maybe it's a little, I think it's because it's gone wrong. Maybe it's um, uh, Steve Jobs' ghost. <laughs> trying <laughs> to, to get out. Knocking, trying to get out. You would never buy a new laptop today that did not have SSD in it, would you? Did I? Would you? Did I? I can't remember what this has got in. No, I think this is... I can't remember. I think this Well, the fact that you didn't even ask shows that you are pathetic. No, I did. I remember caring at the time, but I don't remember what, how, what, so how I, that landed. I noticed you're running Windows 8 and loving it. Oh, I've managed to bend it into a shape where it just behaves like... No, I'm afraid this is a 500 gig moving parts hard drive. That's ridiculous. How could you buy a new laptop with a moving hard drive? Nobody would do that. I'd have to be an idiot. You would have to be an idiot. So what are you having for dinner tonight? We're going to the steak restaurant. And we'll probably just have some seawater. Yes, just put a bucket I, over the side. I'll warm up some seawater. and you have a catch a dolphin. I'll have plankton. I've seen six dolphins off just, not just because I went to the dolphin seeing sanctuary. No, we were... But they just leant over the side of the boat. Is, we, were were. Just, we went off the, the front of the boat and we said, well, because it has a proper wraparound deck, so we went to the front and then John said, I'm the king of the world. I did, John is the only person who didn't and then explained that it's against maritime law to do so. And then and then I leant over quite fatuously, you know, let's shall we have a look at the dolphins? And then the dolphins, dolphins went, okay, hello! And I started leaping out of the sea. And then it's then to cause us even more um, annoyance. Haven't done that since. Well, it's true. I want to see, uh, my, my goals for this week, to see more dolphins, mm-hmm. uh, a blue whale, uh-huh. a kraken, uh-huh. and a colossal squid. Well, only one of them is fictional, so that's just not too demanding a list. Exactly, blue whales are ridiculous. It's a, it's yeah, a silly improbable. joke, obviously. Yeah. I can't believe the Natural History Museum is still allowed to purport their existence. Yes, I'm ludicrous. When Absolutely we walk inside ridiculous. them, and come on. I don't know, but do you know where it becomes very improbable, ludicrous? Is where they say this is the biggest animal in the world, and by the way, what it what it does is spends a whole day eating microscopic bits of it's a silly, uh, not, it's yeah, a silly joke with a filter filter feeding. Also, I think we need to stop measuring things in double decker buses. Okay, I don't know how long the double decker buses, especially not these days with their political correct it's bendy bus. bendy bus of bus from Brussels <laughs> coming in our country stealing our route masters <laughs> straight line buses. Bye bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go on then.